consumers are driving this. Yeah, yeah. They are the ones driving this, and that's not going to fade away. I think coconut water was a trend. I yeah. don't think plant-based meat and eating less meat will ever be yes. a trend. I think it's just um, fully encompassed by the consumers now as, as yeah. the way forward. And it's all about less than. It's all about doing what you can. Uh, we're As a company, we never tell people what not to do. Don't not eat meat. We just yeah. give people an opportunity to do what they already want to do. Welcome to The Entrepreneur Project, stories of innovation and scale. Each episode, we're diving into conversation with entrepreneurs, innovators, and business leaders who will share insight into growing high-impact organizations. Vegan or plant-based, whatever you want to call it, the alternative meat market is on the rise. Booming, in fact. A study by Nielsen found that the plant-based market grew in the US by 20% between June 2017 and 2018. As the rest of the food market lags behind at just 2% growth over the same period, we can't help but wonder where this popularity has come from, and how could it possibly taste as good as meat? Here to talk with Colin about the meeting of ethics, health, and business is Ross McKay, CEO and co-founder of Daring Foods. Daring Foods is a company on a mission to rebuild chicken from plants. Ross believes that we can eat food that doesn't compromise our health, the environment, or our taste buds, but we'll have to change how we think about and eat protein. I'm here at Startup Summit 2019, this time with Ross Mackay from Daring Foods. How are you getting on, Ross? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Have you been on the stage already today? I Have did this started? morning. Um, talked a little bit about culture, ethics, um, scaling. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I had some value there. Yeah. Excellent. Well, scaling seems like a, a good place to start, considering how much you have scaled in the past year. Yeah, <laughs> about, I, I suppose a year. Yeah, um, it seems, seems like we've been working on it for a while. You know, um, I, you know, we founded this business only in April 2018, but yeah. working on it behind the scenes for, you know, at least a year and a half prior to that, but really yeah. just coming to market now. Yeah. Um, you know, both in the UK and in the USA, but lots of exciting stuff to come yeah, as well. Yeah. So based around the concept of uh, vegan chicken, is yes. that what you call it? Or? Yeah, well, we don't we, we don't use the word ch- um, vegan. You don't use um, vegan, okay, cool. Yeah, for, for a number of reasons, the connotations, I'm sure you'd even have yourself around yeah. veganism, but yes. um, yeah, we're plant-based um, white meat. Plant-based um, white meat. Yeah, okay. daring yep. pieces um, is the product we sell. Um, it's the... We call it clean, lean plant protein made from plants. Um, so we, we utilize um, water, soy, cardamom, cinnamon, and mace. Really clean product. Um, okay. And it replicates uh, your favorite protein, which is chicken. Excellent. Yeah. And and what are the taste tests? Taste tests have like been, it? yeah. Under, you know, <laughs> if we had a dollar for everyone that said, I can't believe it's not chicken. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, then uh, it would be great. But yeah, no, it's been, it's been great. I think for me, I stopped eating meat four or five years ago. Um, but the enjoyment around food often is around animal protein that's yes. what it's the taste the texture um, yeah. and that's what people love people don't resonate with the animal they're eating they resonate with the experience the taste yeah. and the texture and that's why we really created that I stopped eating meat but I still missed that experience that yeah. taste that texture that seasoning um, the grill on the barbecue and really when you start to understand um, plant the plant kingdom you can realise you can do that from plants and yeah, that's what yeah. we've created with, with daring foods we've, we've replicated the world's most popular protein which is chickens and yeah. we've brought that experience back yeah. um, which is which is great and we're excited that people love it excellent so where did the journey start you sounds like you've been on a plant-based diet for yep. longer than the business so absolutely yeah it's a, a few years in 
it's a product for real need, uh, which is really great. It comes back down to that mission. I grew up, I played a lot of sport. I played, I played sport for my country, I played tennis for for Scotland, I yeah. played rugby for Glasgow. Um, you know, I still try and keep relatively fit. I'm training for a half Ironman at the moment, so okay. uh, I'm kind of debunking those myths of veganism. Uh, I know the Game Changers documentary came out, so there's a few yeah, yeah. world famous sportsmen doing the same thing. But yeah. really, um, I've not eaten meat um, for yeah, just over four and a half to five years. My co-founder at the same time had stopped eating meat, and we, we got together um, almost three years ago and said, you know, isn't it rubbish or this mushroom in a bun? Um, these tofu tofu salads and no disrespect to the other meat alternatives in the market but they just yeah. weren't giving that taste and then yeah. at the same time we started to question well are those meat alternatives really healthy for me because you know the, the ingredient the fat content the sodium content you start to question that as well so yeah. uh, we really encompass not only meat but actually bringing health back into plant-based as well yeah yeah so you were you the so it was you and one co-founder yeah right? Elliot uh, my co-founder he's from Paris um, been friends for over over seven eight years as well um, and we've known each other for a long time so yeah. he yeah. he moved from Paris to Glasgow and launched his business with me yeah and what were the first few steps then uh, I know we've only got 20 minutes how long have you, <laughs> um, first few steps I think we, we like any business we've moved in a number of directions um, you know left right up and down uh, a lot of steps backwards but um, you know, it was really understanding our, our core mission, why we do, why what we do, and why we do it. Um, and, and really, our encompassing mission was to give other consumers that experience of eating less meat and enjoying it. I think naturally, the the demand right now to eat less meat is so high, but the 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 ways or the enjoyment is is still being disappointed. Um, so our, our our mission was really to give other consumers that experience that we wanted to have. So. Um, the first couple of steps are really just identifying our, our core product, our core audience, um, and then obviously moving into the testing, the R&D, the development of the product. We work closely with the lab um, to develop that and then finding a manufacturer who would be able to produce it. Um, I know I'm probably shooting away here, but really our ambitions are, are, are global, so we had to understand how we could scale and scale this product, which we were making essentially in such a low quantity and, and bring it to the masses. So finding someone who could operate um, and distribute at the same time. And now we're going through the whole brand experience, building the brand. Yeah. Uh, we're not really consumer facing yet. Um, yeah. I believe the brand is more important than product. Yeah. And I've said that a number of times and now we're just building that story and that brand. So it's, uh, it's been a long but fast journey. <laughs> Excellent. Who was the first person you took on then? Or, well, yeah, like first team member. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, in the beginning, we self-funded the business, so we didn't really have much um, spare capex to spend in employment, but we knew we had a requirement. So I actually called up my cousin, who is Cameron Mackay. He's 24. He was living in Australia, living the life out in Sydney. And I said, Cameron, you've got to come, and this is a great opportunity, come work for us. We can't pay you, but it will all work <laughs> out in the end. Um, he was our first employee, He's um, head of sales in Scotland, um, doing a f terrific job managing a big business here for us tremendously well. He was our first employee, um, and now we've you know we've grown that team you know quite fast. Um, but yeah, it's really it started off really as a as a family yeah, business, yeah. sold him the dream, um, and now he's got a team working under him in sales. Yeah. You know, he's 24 yeah. years old and doing doing a great job. And yeah, got uh, three new starts on Monday coming uh, in a new Glasgow office, so it's just great. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Growing that fast, like taking on, you said you had what, 20 odd, 20 Yeah, so we have um, two in New York, I think we're living in Glasgow and in London, one GCC, yeah. and obviously my CO, myself, and 
you know, a several, several job offers yeah. out at the moment or applications out at the moment. So quite a few people, yeah. quite a lot of locations, yeah. different places. Have you had to think a lot about putting processes in place to make sure people are, you know, working with each other well? Yeah, we've got to all be singing from the same hymn sheet. Yeah. We're going fast, we move in a lot of directions and it's tough. We're learning every day. Um, I think part of the thing I so I touched on earlier was the culture it's yeah, really yeah. really it's fundamental we, yeah. we treat culture like we treat we treat our economics our operations our finance yeah. you know culture is it stands alone right along alongside sales or any part of our business yeah. um, and we've treated that such high regard what that allows us to do is actually move more freely yeah. it allows a less sort of corporate structure in our business people can allow to almost be their own entrepreneur within a business yeah. um, so which requires sort of myself as a CEO and founder to be less micromanage like I don't have to do as much micromanagement essentially yeah, yeah. And, and that's something which I think has been really fundamental you get the right people on the bus as they say um, and things will will progress but of course we, we, we have you know you know meetings every single Monday we have breakfast as a team we set those KPIs out um, but at the same time we allow our employment team to really make their own risks their own decisions um, because really what's the worst that, that can happen as long as you in, in, incorporate the sort of the mission the vision the values every single decision they make should look back and say does this affect yeah. what we really believe in and yeah. uh, you know we work with some great apps like Slack and so on that allow us to be in different areas around the world at the same yeah. time <clears throat> make remote teams yeah, exactly. completely possible yeah absolutely I mean, what, how much does what you're doing now look like your very initial plan one year ago, two nothing, years ago? Nothing, absolutely <laughs> nothing. And let me tell you, um, you wouldn't believe the, you know, we, we started this business, it's called Daring Foods. Yeah. Um, the, the dare essentially to, that we encompass our consumers to join us on, really yeah. to, to do better for you, better for the planet, better for the environment and the animals, really that can be, um, constrained in so many different ways, whether it be how you eat, how you live, how you travel, or, yeah. or anything. Um, yeah. That's always been important to us. Our products have changed, you know, of course, as innovation has allowed us to do so, and we'll constantly develop our R&D. Um, but, you know, things have changed so fast, and I'm sure they will continue to, but yeah. it all comes down to our, as it sounds very cliche, but our mission, which yeah. is to remove animals from the food system yeah. um, or get to as close as possible. Um, so, yeah, it's changed a lot, and I'm sure it will continue to. Yeah, <laughs> I think if anyone uh, manages to keep to their initial plan, oh, they're uh, good doing luck. very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, were there any mistakes made in those first, yeah, that first so year we've, or so? Um, actually, I had that conversation on the train here um, this morning with my co-founder. We know I think we're trying to count all the bullets we've dodged, you know, <laughs> along the way, and we've taken some, you know, head on. But lots of mistakes. But you know, again, you know. Those have just been learnings. I listened to a great talk this morning about raising capital, and we've had plenty of no's. And like again, the cliche as it sounds, it's just inspired us to get back up because really, we this product's for real need. We believe what we believe. We can't fake that. You know, the passion ho hopefully comes through. But a lot of the no's, a lot of this will never work. The, um, there's no real demand. You know, we applied for funding a year ago, and there was zero. Um, we got a, a letter back saying there's zero evidence of consumer demand for your product. You know, we right. raised several, several, several million dollars recently yeah, yeah. and clearly there is. So it's really inspired yes. us to, to get up and do it. Um, but yeah, lots of mistakes made, some, you know, potentially not some great hires, but some, yeah. some wrong customers. But yeah. again, like, like anyone, um, we learned from our mistakes. How do you... So interesting what you say there about a year ago, even somebody was telling you zero demand. It seems right now that there's huge demand for meat-free food or plant-based uh, food. In terms of that trend, do yeah. you think about 
uh, risk mitigation or anything around you know trends going up and going back down again like, totally. what's your thoughts like that I think yeah the word trend we is it tr- you know we talk about it, is it a trend is it a mega trend is it just a necessity yeah. um, I think we've moved away from the word trend because yeah. of the actual requirement now as a as a population to eat less meat I think yeah. whether you're not you're a farmer you're a massive carnivore because I was that customer um, there's just a global awareness now of the effect of animal agriculture on our environment um, whether or not you want to eat plant-based meat or you don't it's generally just an, an awareness our meat consumption has increased 17% last yeah. 12 months or whatever the data might be um, so despite of that awareness, meat consumption is still on the rise and it's not going to go away. Um, but the likes of documentaries, BBC, press articles, there's just a massive will now to do better for the planet. Um, and I don't see that going away. And that's going to be how we travel, how we eat, our, you know, our, our food wastage. Um, and everyone is encompassing it from supermarkets to their wastage and their plastics to the consumers. The consumers are driving this. They're the ones driving this. And that's not going to fade away. I think coconut water was a trend. I don't think plant-based meat and eating less meat will ever be a trend. I think it's just um, fully encompassed by the consumers now as as the way forward. And it's all about less than. It's all about doing what you can. Uh, As a company, we never tell people what not to do. Don't not eat meat. We just give people a will. So we just give people an opportunity to do what they already want to do, which which is great. Yeah, yeah. Do you so so you're planning beyond trend? This is something that's going to hang around. Yeah, I mean population yeah. growth and, and yeah. the land is just a it's statistically impossible to feed the population yeah. that we, we plan on being by yeah. 2020. Yeah, do you think it makes it easier to build your business based on the fact that it has really those really solid ethics behind it, like the fact that it's it's got a mission that's really kind of ecological, it's uh, it's health based. Yeah, I think you know it's it's been a massive part of obviously the startup and the why we started this business but when you look further um, in terms of even just raising capital it's been yeah, yeah. really ESG and sustainability and, and and being a good company has been really fundamental and yeah. actually bringing in stakeholders and shareholders yeah. into this company yeah, yeah. Um, yeah absolutely I think the um, businesses with a social purpose are ones now that consumers are demanding you know there's statistics out there that you know 9 out of 10 cust- customers will swap their brand of choice if that brand has a social purpose and without doubt yeah that's that's something which we obviously embody as a as as a business we're a product after mission um and and we tell the world we're daring we stand for so much not just plant-based meat yeah Yeah. does that go into the culture then do your Uh, your staff all that way yeah i mean (laughs) apart from my co-founder we're the only vegans in the business i'll I'll make it sure that if anyone does want to come and work for daring we um we have meat eaters alike all eating meat in at lunch um but yeah absolutely i mean people whatever it may be whether it be doing their right doing doing well for their self um doing well for the planet or for the animals or just you know believing in what we believe um there's that saying you know there's enough people out there who believe what you believe in order to do business with yeah um and that's something we embody i think everyone who works for us you know realistically they we are we are such a i think exciting startup that you know people want to get immersed in 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 that and seeing the growth but definitely i think um we're all singing from that same hymn sheet of 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 being good yeah 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 has there ever been a time so far where ethics or values have held back the business um that's a yes that's a really good question and probably the first time i'll I'll touch on it um i think our route to market um i think there's been several opportunities that have landed you know on our i say desk um but 
it's where we sell to, how we sell it. Um, there's been certain, you know, revenue opportunities that could have ramped our business up faster, or uh, and we've had to take a step back and say, is that right for for, for what we believe in? Um, and we've turned down certain offers that potentially could have added some zeros to our bank account and, and yeah. maybe allowed us to grow faster and, and yeah. in, in a more sustainable manner. But at the same time, we had to look back on is, does this diverge away from from our mission you know, selling to um, some customers that actually we don't align with in terms of our vision and our values so it's really important for us at the same time when you want to scale sometimes you have to sacrifice those yeah. those those ethics which you know um, you have to look at and say well I want to bring this to all does this allow us to do that um, so really it's case by case for us but there has been certain situations where we've we've, we've had to say no um, especially to investors as well you know, um, we're, we want to go through the whole B Corp certification. That's something which is really important to us and something we'll undergo. And a lot of investors don't want to go through that. So really? actually, that's not the right investor for us. Yeah, yeah. So did you have to, did you search out investors particularly interested in this area or they maybe found you? Um, it's a very hot space. Really? You know, plant-based meat itself is, 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 is popular, but in terms of what we talked about, the whole social responsibility business, we're yeah. not not-for-profit. Yeah. That's not our mission. Um, but there's a lot of consumer demand on um, sustainability, sustainable yeah. sources of protein, um, you know, alternative meats. Um, so we were fortunate enough to, to raise capital in, in the USA, yeah. where this sort of inroads have already been made aggressively by the likes of Beyond and Impossible um, yeah. Foods. So um, yeah. yeah, it was it was a it was a journey we went on, and it taught us a lot. You've concentrated just on white meat, white haven't meat. you? Yeah. Why is that? Um, for a number of reasons. I think, again, going back, we wouldn't have raised any money if we hadn't if had a dollar for everyone who said, you know, I don't eat red meat, I only eat chicken and fish anymore. Yeah. Um, the consumers are eating less red meat and they're moving into what they believe is essentially um, cleaner protein, which yeah, is chicken yeah. and fish. And yeah. statistically, consumers eat chicken five times a week um, and a beef burger once a month. So really, we focused on white meat because of the consumption of that protein. Yeah. Um, and also the versatility of it. So our product, much like chicken, can be used in hundreds and hundreds of ways. Yeah. Uh, whereas we feel like a burger patty can only really be used between two slices of, 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 of bread or bun with some cheese. Um, although tasty, it's really the experience around the white meat that you can get. It's so versatile. Yeah. Um, it's harder to create the taste and the texture. Yeah. Um, but it's something we're very focused on, um, focusing on that white meat element. Really yeah. Right. Cool. I mean, you've been out for what did you say, three, four months now? It's been live. Uh, yeah. So we, yeah, we've just been trading for several months now. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I mean, how's it looking so far? Demand meeting expectations? Great. Yeah. We're yeah, yeah. month on month. We're we're, we're really uh, smashing our targets essentially. Yeah, um, yeah. Our big launch is really in in the US in, in December January okay, time. Right. Uh, we're hopefully. If people are listening to this, you'll um, you'll see in the upcoming our new our new revamp of our new website, our social yeah. media, um, a lot of collaborations, a lot of um, restaurants that are going to be listing daring yeah. on the menu, which is something we're really excited about, and we've been plugging way out for several months now. So um, yeah, it's really really going faster than than we could have yeah. envisioned. But uh, again, we're uh, jumping and building wings every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's next for the company then? What's the next month, few months look like? Is it just um, that launch? Or yeah, really focused to, towards that yeah. launch um, in the USA. Again, several accounts here that we'll be listing with and, and, and looking forward to screaming and shouting about. Um, yeah. Myself and my co-founder, we spend a lot of time or most of our time over in, in, in Philadelphia and, and in New York. Um, and um, 
back there on, back there on Sunday with some mm. customers that we can't talk about right now, but hopefully <laughs> we can very soon. But yeah. it's busy, it's exciting, like growing the team, um, building the culture, and essentially just taking one step forward to to getting more and more people away from chicken and yeah. onto daring. Indeed, great. Thanks very much for your for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cheers. The Entrepreneur Project is brought to you by FutureX and the podcast host. You can get more information about FutureX at futurexinnovation.com. And if you want to launch your own podcast, check out the full guide at thepodcasthost.com forward slash start. Or feel free to try out the podcast maker app, alitu.com. That's A-L-I-T-U dot com. Graphics are by Laurie Davidson and the show is edited and produced by the podcast host.